Activate your personal shield and gear trade to level 3, because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, with our special guest, the Winger of Doom. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about cargo and Bespin DLC and all-around Battlefront. Let's get started. So let's talk cargo. How long have you been playing cargo? Since I got the game. So I got it for Christmas last year. Okay. I used to play cargo as the only game mode when we first got it. And then slowly I've been starting getting other game modes. And then just recently I got back into it and it's got it hook, its hooks on me again. That game mode is just so fun. Yeah, I like how the, uh, the gameplay, like it's fast. It's never slow. It's always because it's short range. It's fast paced. What are the techniques that you usually use when you're in a, a game of cargo? Okay, so cargo, usually I try and decide ahead of time how I'm going to play. I've got about two or three different approaches. So if I'm going to, let's say I'll start and my team, like, you know, everyone on the team but you, as soon as it starts, they just like run forward, yeah. abandon your cargo. If they're going to do that, then I tend to stay with our cargo and defend it. So I almost always use Scout as my trait, no matter what game mode I'm playing. That's just my favorite one to use. Okay. And then uh, if I'm going to be defending our cargo, I will usually use the Shock Blaster, the CA-87. Yes. Or I started using the uh, DT-12 a little bit, too, because those are good for close-up. And then uh, hand-wise, I generally, if I'm defending it, I'll use the Scattergun, Scout Pistol, and uh, Adrenaline Stem. So what do you think about the adrenaline stem? Because I've seen a lot more people using it lately, but still not as much as the Bactabomb. I like it a lot more than the Bactabomb because, I mean, the Bactabomb gives you that, you know, it heals you and it gives you that little buff, the boost in health. Yes. But that's it. Uh, adrenaline stem, while it's active, your healing rate constantly goes up. So if you're in a firefight with somebody, you duck out of the way just for a split second or two, your healing, your health will go right back up mm, as long yeah. as adrenaline is active. That's why I tend to like it better because if I do a you know, a combat roll and get behind something, my health goes back up in that split second. Okay, yeah, that is a very good way to use that. And then I've seen a lot more people using the scout pistol lately. What, what are your strategies for that? That's like my, uh, my last ditch okay. if I have to <laughs> because like if my weapon overheats because the, the scatter gun I like, but it takes forever to switch to it. Oh, yes. It's a slow star card to switch to. The scout pistol, like the moment you hit the button, you have it assigned. It's right in your hand and it's ready to use. And the scout pistol tends to be a one-hit kill when you're close enough to be using it. So that's like my absolute last-ditch method. It's it's that weapon. Okay, I might I might lose, but I'm going to go yeah. for everything I've got right now. Right, I'm going to at least take somebody with me. It makes me feel a little better. <laughs> if I'm going down, I'm going to take as many people down with me as possible. Exactly. So I found that a lot of people do like to leave the cargo and cargo is definitely one of those game modes where you're going to have to start making decisions on what you want to be doing because it's a very fluid game mode because some sometimes you'll be going after the objective of all your teams staying behind, but sometimes there are those people that just go for kills. Yeah, I, I can't stand people that don't play objective no matter what game mode it is. If you want to play kills and deaths, go play blast. There's a whole mode dedicated to that. <laughs> yes, there is. And that drives me crazy. I was just playing uh, the other day and 
I was playing cargo. I had this awesome team and we were, we, I was at that perfect point where people were like the good people were getting in and they started like going at it more, which was right. a little bit later during the day. And me and me and my teammate, we were, we were the best two people on the game. Oh, this guy had like 30 kills and he was getting the cargo too. So I really like those types of players that will go after the cargo. But if they do see people, they will go after the people. Yeah, that, that I don't have a problem with. I have an issue with people that either they'll be near our cargo or kind of in the middle of the map, and they, they don't make a decision either way, whether to stick back and defend or to go forward and try and get the cargo. They pretty much just sit in the middle of the map and try and kill people as they see them, and that's all they do. And that can be helpful if you have one or two people doing it, but when all of your team except for you are just roaming around looking for kills, it defeats the purpose of playing uh, objective driven game mode yeah when do you think the best time to play cargo is because like sometimes during the early parts of the days you can i can hardly get into a game mode uh yeah I've, I've had the same thing i mean i know you guys are on ps4 i'm on xbox one but i've had the same i guess like windows for when certain game modes are playable so um a lot of times i usually work i usually work like normal times during the day but i have some days where either if i'm off the next day or if i'm working a different time that i'll stay up well into the night and i've gotten on a game like a i guess into a party for cargo it was probably three or four in the morning and we played for a good three hours and i think it was the exact same teams the whole time i don't think anybody left the game that that is awesome and it's super fun when you get into a game mode where you have that because that's what we we're i was experiencing the other day and some of the top players would go to my team and then we would win and some of the other players would go to their team and they would win which is super fun yeah What are, what are your strategies if you're going after the cargo? So if I choose that I'm going to be the more offensive one going after the cargo, um, generally I still stick with scouts. I've recently, like I was playing last night, I mixed it up and I went to Bounty Hunter just because I had had two games of cargo in a row where I had gotten quite a few kills going after it, so I just went ahead and switched. Because in my experience with the game, unless you're going to be staying relatively still or moving very little, scout doesn't help you. Yeah. If you're just running. So I'm going after the cargo, then I usually will switch to the EE4 is what I've been using a lot recently. Oh, yeah. So what do you think about the EE4? I'm glad that they nerfed it a little bit because it was it was ridiculous when it first came out. And uh, another thing in the Death Star DLC that's going to be released and the patch for it, they are going to nerf the back to bomb. That needs to happen, too. So I'm glad with OK with that. <laughs> What, what weapons would you like to see buffed or nerfed? Personally, I think I'd like to see the, um, the DLT-19X, because I actually quite enjoy using that. I use that actually a lot on big game modes. I would like to see either the... If they're either bump the cooling power up just a little bit so that it doesn't immediately overheat and take forever to cool down, because like I'm really good at timing the cooling flushes, but even then, it's still very slow. Yeah, my brother loves to use that. He, but like every time it gets so tiny, he usually misses it, and mm -hmm. it usually costs him his life in the game. So my thing with that is, if they're not, if they're going to leave everything else the same, then they need to make it where it is a one-hit kill, no matter what. If you hit someone, it's a kill, because yeah. I mean, you have a six to seven second window in between shots, unless you're using cooling cell. So I think that's more than a fair trade-off. I, I, when it first came out, I thought it was going to be that one-shot weapon that does have a longer cooldown, but it gives you that ability to also switch to your star cards while it's cooling down. 
but that'll probably be abused if used with cooling cell. Yeah, it, it does take a lot of skill, and the cooling cell, like different combinations, will could make it usable. But then you still have that where it excels the the weapon. Right. So, say you're on the Tatooine map on cargo. What what would your strategy be there? The Rebel Depot. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite one to play it on too. So, if I'm going to be going after the cargo on that one, usually I try and go. I found that most people, I think go down you know the tunnels yes not yeah on the one side that go all the way around yeah most people th- at least out of the games i play tend to go through those tunnels and then you still have those couple of people that always very predictably run out the middle jump pack onto the millennium falcon shoot each other and then just repeat over and over so i usually try and either go to that left side where it goes out into the open and then i'll try and work my way behind objects I don't ever. I try to stay out of the open in that map because you, you're toast if you're in one of those spots because there's so many areas you can be shot from without seeing them. Especially on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You're um, dead. You're done. You're just, you're just dead. And then, like one of my favorite game, one of my favorite maps to play is the. I like the Solust map. The source sub. Yeah, source sub, and then the the pipelines or the refinery. The pipelines. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And then I liked the the indoor map, the the one that's based in, on the missions modes. Yes, I really like that one because you can like if your team isn't going after the or if your team is going after the cargo and you do decide to stay by your cargo, you can. Mm-hmm. It is a very good map to just sit behind and wait for your enemies to come at you. I actually had a game. Uh, it's been a while. This was a while back. It's probably been fixed because there's been multiple patches and updates since then. But on that indoor map where I was jump packing up in that, you know, the the like reactor room you're in, depending on which side you are. Yes. Yeah, and it's got the, you know, it's got the pit thing. You can fall off the railings, and if you fall, you die. Well, I was jump packing backwards while I was in a fight with somebody, and I shot the guy I was fighting and killed him, but then I landed down in between those railings. But somehow I didn't fall all the way through. I was just like caught. <laughs> but I was down below the platform enough so I just sat there. Nobody could see me unless, you know, unless they like scan pulse me. And I had scan pulse. And every time I'd scan, I'd see somebody near the cargo. I'd toss my thermal detonator up there, get a kill. I just kept <laughs> sitting. And then eventually I got killed. I think I actually got killed by my own detonator too. No. <laughs> I, th- I think I saw Palpatine going down there. Heroes versus villains. Camping. That suits, that suits him. Can, like, creepy yeah, old man. He's basically invisible. <laughs> creepy old man. <laughs> oh. Herbert the pervert down there. Yeah. <laughs> Precise. Have you, have you read the Star Wars book, Lords of the Sith? Yes, I loved it. That That is a really good, uh, shed some cool, uh, good light on Darth Vader and the Emperor. I, I really enjoyed their interactions where the, like Darth Vader was kind of like this apprentice, but he didn't know like what the Siths were actually supposed to do since he was a Jedi before, but the Emperor knew like every single thing that was going to happen. Right. I like that that uh, like comparison because you had Palpatine who had Sith training from the absolute beginning of his life, essentially. I mean, I know he was not like taken as a child, but and then you had Vader who literally never had Sith training. Yeah, I, I really like these these takes on the different characters of Star Wars through the books. I think it's really interesting, and that would be a really cool thing that they could add through the game. So you have like these tie-ins from the books and the movies into the video game. Yeah, I, I quite like a lot of the new books. Like uh, the guy that, 
one of the lead designers for Bespin, they're telling him just go at it for the characters and that kind of stuff. And that's where Dengar came out of because he's a big comic fan and Dengar is really big in the comics. Well, that's the only thing you really have to work with Dengar. Yes, it is. Printed material. What What is your least favorite cargo map? Uh, anything on Hoth. I can't stand playing on Hoth. Mm, yeah. It's, I hate it. <laughs> especially that one um, beta outpost. Oh, yeah. That outpost beta is the worst. That one and Twilight on Hoth are like the worst maps. It's just so open like if you've if there is someone with the dlt 19x and they have a complete sniper hand you are done for yes which weapons do you use the most um the most weapons that i use are the weapons i use the most just generally like across any game mode i've been playing bespin a lot recently so that would be the best measurement since there's a lot of game modes in there it's either the ee3 dlt 19x or the night sniper yeah, I found that the Night Sniper is way better since the patch. Yes, that patch is good because they uh, upped the cooling power and the rate of fire, I believe. It's a really fun weapon once you get used to it, too. I, I found myself loving that weapon when I was on Bespin, and I would throw the smoke grenade and get and the... And then shoot through the smoke? Yes. that I, I got on like a 10 kill streak with that, and it was it was fun. Yeah, I quite like it. I like doing the same uh, similar thing to what you said, but with the dioxys grenade instead. Oh, you're, yes. getting damage, you're getting damage with your cloud of smoke and you also can shoot through it. That, that is a very nice strategy because uh, uh, with the X8 Night Cypher, you have to hit the people a couple times for it and the Dioxys Grenade would definitely help with that. Yeah. Going on to Bespin a little bit, can you play cargo on Bespin? No. I haven't, no. I haven't gotten any cargo maps on Bespin yet. Like I haven't been sorted into any Bespin maps, so I don't think it's on there. Yeah, there's no cargo droid run or heroes versus villains the heroes versus villains made me mad i was waiting i know for that to be on yeah i, w- I wanted so the um, weird is it 6v6 5v5 it would be yeah, 5v5 yeah 5v5 i would love 5v5 on like that administrator's palace match yeah that'd be awesome uh, the reason i asked that is because i'm on the i've got the wikia pulled up and it says maps and it's got carbonite freezing chamber and administrator's palace for cargo yeah for cargo Hmm, I've not played either one of those yet. I'm thinking they've made a mistake on here. I play quite a bit of cargo and quite a bit of best, but I've yeah. never been into those. And I, I haven't seen it on the the game mode map uh, picking it either. So yeah, and you know what? I don't know that uh, best bet would be see if it's in like a private match or something hmm. for it, but I don't believe it is. But I'll look right now. I actually have the game open. Okay. Oh, what do you know? Cargo, private match, Administrator's Palace, Carbonite Freezing Chambers. Whoa. So there they are. That is that is strange. Didn't know that. So I guess the wiki is right. But <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. Always trust wiki. <laughs> so have you been playing around with the private matches at all? Yeah, because I've got a couple of people that I actually like, I met through playing Bespin that you know, I was in one of those parties where it was, like we said earlier, like, both teams kind of stayed the same for multiple games. And so one of the guys I got partnered with then added me as a friend on here, and then we were in a party, like an Xbox Live party, so we could talk while we were playing, which is so helpful to be able to do because you can actually plan stuff. <sighs> yeah. It, I hope that they add like either in a patch or in Battlefront 2 where you can have multiple partners and then choose which one you spawn with. Yeah, the, to me, like the, the party and invite system on Battlefront needs some work. It does. I'm glad that it's, it's not pretty bad. I'm glad that's not built into the game, but 
I still I would still prefer where you could actually coordinate a little bit more because we've been we were playing we had like a whole private match and party session a while ago and we had like four people in a party one time and we could not coordinate at all because of the messed up partner system like you didn't know where your other the other people in your party were it was just all over the place yeah i don't personally get too much enjoyment out of it sage did you see that han and luke are going to be in stormtrooper armor and the death star dlc i did see that it's been approved i just saw I mean, that confirmed earlier an hour ago and then, maybe i think or something like that and then leia will have the bun haircut that's going to be awesome and I was I was expecting that too because if they didn't do that, they were missing on an awesome opportunity. What would you like to see in the Death Star DLC? Wookie skins for the rebels. Would definitely like to see that. That would be awesome. And I, I guess if they're gonna have, uh, did they say Luke and Han are getting the stormtrooper skins? Yes. I guess if they're gonna have that, then that means that on the Death Star, the stormtroopers have to have helmets on. Yeah, because that would be really confusing. Like you see, you see this guy. Maybe they retract their lightsaber, and you're like, "Come on, guy, right. you're on my team." And then, <laughs> then it cuts you down. Yeah, or Han Solo even more because Han Solo's got the blaster. Like maybe this guy's just yeah. using the the uh, DL forty four. Yeah, that would be confusing. I hope they do that because I personally hate the stormtroopers not uh, having helmets off because that that was never a thing. Ever, and, and, I'm, and I'm one of those people. Uh, in the Force Awakens. Captain Phasma gets on to Finn for taking his helmet off. Right. And in the whole the whole original trilogy, you don't see people with their helmets off. You do see people bump their helmets, but it doesn't right. get knocked off. you never off. saw walking around or definitely not in combat without their helmets. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird that the stormtroopers actually have to wear the armor because it does nothing for blaster bolts. Definitely doesn't improve their accuracy. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's... I saw this Lego stop motion animation and it was the it was the Imperial training station and this guy this little Lego stormtrooper was trying to aim at these targets. He went all the way around and then the the higher up officer was like he just stood there and then he was like, You're in. <laughs> The Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is supported by our patrons on Patreon, who allow us to upgrade to new hardware and keep up the hosting for the podcast. If you have some extra money and would like to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you don't have the money and would like to support the show, you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review, and that is just as helpful because all of the reviews help us to grow and give us great feedback. Thank you all so much for listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Here's the show. So going to Bespin, what do you think of car? I mean, uh, sabotage. I love sabotage. I can't play enough of that. It's the same way that I was with uh, Extraction when Outer Rim first came out, which I still still like Extraction, but it's a lot harder to find games. Yeah, since more people are in the Bespin DLC. What are your What do you like to do when you're in the close up maps of uh, sabotage? If it's the the smaller ones, or if I'm like you know, I guess on the ground or roaming. Uh, usually my go-to weapon for everything in Battlefront's E3. That's just, that's my weapon. That's short range, medium range, long range, rate of fire, damage. It's just the best balanced weapon in the game, I think. Yeah, it's definitely been, it's definitely changed a lot through the different patches. Like, from the beginning, it was really good, and then they they nerfed it. Yeah, I never understood why they nerfed it, because it wasn't like it was obscenely powerful. The, I think they were trying to mess with it for the 
explosive fire to where you could put that on your gun and then you just basically one shot everyone but they, right. i bet they messed up with the actual damage instead of tweaking it on just the explosive they tweaked it in the actual gun too i've been using the se14c a lot what do you think about that it's it's pretty good for the it's probably the best out of the pistols i would say i don't use the the blaster pistols a whole lot i mean i've used each one of them at least once or twice i think it's probably the best out of them yeah so which ones do you like to use do you uh, are you more of a rifle guy yeah, the pretty much just the the main two that I switch back and forth between is the E3 and then the DLT 19X. Okay, yeah, I'm more of a pistol person. I really like the the DT12. I really like that weapon. I do like the DT12 too. I use that sometimes if it's a really small game mode. Yeah, a, a couple times I've actually sniped people from on top of a building with it, which is a, a pretty rare occurrence. But it's really cool that it can do that. Yeah, for especially for the fact that the DT12 on the weapon statistics, the range is listed quite low, but it's I've gotten some long range kills with it, especially if you're Greedo. Yes, Greedo is excellent for long range killing. It, that's surprising too because he's got one of the shortest ranged weapons, uh, the blaster pistols, which is it's I really I really like the heroes that they've added through the DLC. Which is your favorite? Hero or villain or just hero? Hero and then villain. My favorite hero is probably Nine Nub, and favorite villain is still Boba Fett. It's been Boba Fett since day one. Okay. So, uh, what are your strategies for Boba Fett? Move a lot. <laughs> you you cannot ever like stop moving with Boba Fett because he's not. I don't think he's quite as susceptible to damage like Greedo is. You know, Greedo. Once somebody starts hitting you, you're you're in trouble because you take damage so fast. Yeah, Boba Fett's not quite on that level, but if you and I, I also am not one of those people that just spams the jetpack that just goes straight up and sits there because okay. you're, you're you're still pretty vulnerable then. But I like to move side to side with the jetpack, like in little bursts. So I'll hop up, go into the left, fire a rocket off, land, fire some blaster shots, go back the other way, stuff like that. Like move side to side a lot with it makes you harder to hit. So and that rocket, you just fire it anywhere near somebody, and you get a kill. Okay. I think the f- the flamethrower was pretty bad. Yeah, they. I mean, they it was, a- they added that little bit of range when they buffed it, and I know they changed the inner and outer damage on it, but I don't think it really did that much yeah. to it. In- instead of making it so long, they should have made it short and powerful. Yeah, I would have rather it been like and cha- I would have. I was okay with the time on it. I know they increased the active time. They could have left the shorter active time and just made it do a lot more damage. Because I mean, then you could literally jump in close to somebody hit it real quick get a kill or a lot of damage and then jetpack back out yeah i liked it when the game first came out i thought it was good they should have just never done anything to boba fett they should have left him how he was at the start of the game because he was already not the strongest of the villains should have left him alone the i think the heroes and the villains when they first started out they were perfect no i don't think so like i think luke could have used a little bit more like Palpatine was more health. pretty bad. Palpatine too. Luke, they still need to get rid of how he gets stunned for yes, 15, that, 15 years every time he gets hit. That drives me crazy. I never play Luke because of that. Oh. The and Remember when Luke used to be the jumper of everything? Like he used to jump 40 feet. Yeah. Michael Jordan kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he, like you would, like in the beta, everyone was seeing this jumping jumping crazy guy killing everything this this green streak (laughs) yeah Yeah. 
He was like a forced pogo stick or something. I don't know what he was doing. I, I think they should have left the jump and speed, personally. Because that's what made him good. I mean, especially if you're going to leave him having lower health and him taking a decent amount of damage and that stupid stun thing, then he should have left his jumping. And also, I think he should match Darth Vader because if two players with the same skill were to go Luke and Darth Vader, Darth Vader would win every time. Yeah, because he can take a lot more hits. I remember when the when they first did that a buff for Darth Vader and you could not defeat him at all. Like when I would play Darth Vader when he was like the only choice for villains, I would last throughout the whole of Heroes versus Villains mm-hmm. because of that amazing health buff. I think they either need to nerf him a little bit or buff Luke where he doesn't get stunned every time you pinch him. Yeah, I don't understand why that the stun is on there. I understand certain abilities stunning, like the lucky shot, the trooper bane, and I think sometimes if you're on the max level, Lando's power blast will do it. I understand that hitting them and kind of stunning them a little bit, but Luke, anytime he gets hit by another hero, he gets stunned. Yeah, and he sometimes gets stunned by the normal infantry with their star cards. Like I, uh, yeah, I think a shot, bl- I mean the shot grenade. Yeah, that used That's to it. that used to be a very effective weapon against uh, heroes and villains. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can contact us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave feedback there as well. Uh, Talk Battlefront and Star Wars. If you want to be on the show, have the subject line podcast guest, have a topic and a Skype account ready because we do this podcast guest episodes through Skype. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is tie-dye-sheep-yt. You can talk Star Wars there. I've been tweeting a lot about the Rogue One lately. That trailer is awesome. You can also follow Sage on Instagram at tie-dye-sheep-films. Yeah, I've been posting a lot of like different stuff that we've been doing for the podcast there. Um, I actually won a giveaway from Audio-Technica. Did a, I just did a post on that. And then you can follow Sam it's at chef underscore wanna underscore b. What do you do there, Sam? Post different various food pictures. That's about it. May the force be with you. Always.